Welcome to Happy Hour, a work, culture and lifestyle show. And sometimes we discuss other things outside <laughs> of those topics. <laughs> We're your hosts. I'm Penny Blackmore. And I'm Brittany Bowering. And if you like the show, you know what to do, baby. Tell your yeah. friends. Write a newsletter about it. Get in touch with the press. <laughs> yeah. We're, write a we're press lo- release. We are loving our loyal listeners, though. It's they it's are. so stable. It's so stable. <laughs> it ain't going anywhere. It's, <laughs> it's literally the most stable number of... Li- it's. I mean, I love it. I'm loving it, too. It's just for you guys. It's all for you guys. So, Penny, how are you doing this fine Friday morning, which is when we're recording? Well, I am great. And you want to know why? Yes. Because as we discussed on last week's episode, it was my birthday last week. Yes. Now, before I go on, I just want to say this was without a doubt the least significant birthday in terms of aging in my mm. life. Like I was actually surprised because usually birthdays mean a little something. For example, when I turned 36, I was like, hmm, I'm now in my late 30s. Yeah. Um, And now that I've turned 37, I'm like, hmm, exactly the same. Nobody cares about a 37-year-old woman. But anyway. I don't know. I would call you still like 36 and 37, I would still say is mid-30s, no? Okay. That's generous. I mean, I I I have the body of a (laughs) 35-year-old. Yeah, baby. And the maturity of a 12-year-old. That's right. Yeah. um, So I had a whole festival of Penny, which was actually like not necessarily intentional, but it was more like everyone in Berlin who knows me was kind of like gagging for something to do. So I got all these messages that were like, what are we doing for your birthday? Mm. So I ended up having like numerous engagements as if it was like my my 40th or something. Um, (laughs) And I got so many presents. It was honestly like it took me three days to just put away all of my presents So thank you so much, everyone, for my lovely gifts. And if you didn't get me anything, it's not too late. Uh, (laughs) You're still collecting. I'm wide open. Um, Yeah. yeah. And so I'm pretty good. And then I took a couple of days off at the start of the week. So I've had a three-day work week, which (laughs) I I have to say, guys, that might be it. That might be the number of days you need to work. Honestly, I think... Four should be the max. Yeah. And three, even better. I remember talking to my mom about this and we were like, oh, wouldn't it be just very, like four day work week's great. And then my mom's like, or, you know, what about three days? You yeah, know, we just kept, that. we were like, what about two days? You know, we just like kept going down in the number. We're like, yeah. It's so uh, good so, because with three days, it is over so fast. Like you blink yeah. and you miss it because obviously at that ratio, you know, the majority of days you're not working. <laughs> So work almost seems like a treat at the end. You're like, ah, structure. I'm doing something. Yeah. The thing is, um, I would be worried about that, but maybe it would be different if you were only working the three days because you would show up super refreshed and be like ready to rock. Because I have this problem where like Mondays are usually very slow going, Uh like very kind of like I don't usually get a ton done. Tuesdays, I'm picking up speed. Things are happening. And then like Wednesday, Thursday is where like things are happening. Yeah. And then Friday is, you know, usually I'm just like picking up the little pieces of, of the week <laughs> or whatever. So I'm like, what would a three-day work week look like? You okay, know what well, I mean? Let me 
tell you. So mm-hmm. I took Friday off, which was my birthday. Then I took the mm-hmm. weekend off, which was the weekend. Then I took mm-hmm. Monday and Tuesday off. And my clients were kind of like, oh, you know, we miss you. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I didn't see this message because I'm not checking my email, which of course I was. But anyway... <laughs> The rest of the week was just a panic to try and get everything done. So actually you don't have time to sort of gear up and gear t- right. down. You're just like, go, go, go. And That's what I was thinking. Good. It's nice. Yeah. Totally. I mean, Pure we could actually do that, you know. But could you couldn't actually just You couldn't because clients to forget instantly. I went through a stage where I was yeah. like, hey, guys, hey, everyone, I'm not working Fridays anymore. And they were like, okay. And then literally the next week I had 12 meetings scheduled on a Friday. <laughs> QT pies. Yeah. They just yeah. can't get enough of me. Anyway, how are you, Britt? Um, I'm doing well as well. Good. As well as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I also felt like this week kind of flew by, to be honest, although I worked the full week. Um, and this week I kicked off uh, my coaching calls with my content lab people. So this is my new uh, kind of program course thing that I launched. And it was so fun. And I just kind of got this like little reminder of the you know, the things that I love in work are this exact thing where I'm like, where I'm working with people and I'm like helping them work through problems and challenges that they're having and we're having fun together and like, you know what I mean? And there's like a bit of a vibe. I was just like, oh yes, this is it. You know, like this is the thing. So I had a really great, yeah, really great first week of that. Um, And otherwise like, so I follow this, I follow this girl on Instagram and she's really great and actually what's really quite funny <laughs> I didn't is, know where that was going no yeah like, so oh, she's re- this girl well, yeah, I'll tell you'll see you'll see why mm-hmm. I'm kind of uh sighing about it because basically um she reached out to me originally and was like hey Brittany like I'm I've been following you and and you know said that sent me this really nice message and then she's like I actually used to live in Berlin as well and I used to work at share the meal Okay, uh, And I was yeah. like, oh, that's funny. Like I also worked, did a project with Share the Meal, blah, blah, blah. So we knew a lot of the same people. Then we found out that we're both Canadian. And it was like this <gasps> whole thing where it was like so funny, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah. now she's living in, I don't even know. I think she's living in California. And she's tra- she's been like traveling to, she, she's been in like Mexico. I think her husband for work or something like that. But anyways, she was in Mexico. And in, in Mexico, things are like wide open. Like it's just like really no pandemic in sight. I think maybe there's some mask rules or something, but like all, everything's open. You know what I mean? Is it because they're a little bit irresponsible or because it's over there? Well, I don't know, actually. Uh, my, my boyfriend and I were talking about this this morning because I, I think like, I, I, I know that the president of Mexico is actually quite, um, like responsible, you know what I mean? He's pretty responsible and he's, he's a bit liberal, but not, you know, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure of the, of the logistics. Of yeah. how, so maybe Actually, a lot of people you- are vaccinated. I don't know. Mm. Um, they're close to the States, right? So it yeah. could be that they're just all vaccinated, which is kind of crazy. But anyway, <laughs> but so she's posting these, like not, in, not even in like a, in a, a gloating way at all but she's just like oh out for dinner at this you know and like mm. and she's like she's in like outfits and mm. like and like her hair's done and she's at a restaurant where the, she's drinking a 
beautiful looking glass of red wine and Ugh. eating some nice. And I'm just like, Bitch. I'm sitting here. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying not to hate you right now, mm. but like it's getting difficult. But I just, it's so surreal. And then, and then, uh, Philip and I, uh, we're talking about how we don't even know how we would behave in a restaurant. Like, would we remember how to act? You yeah. Know? <laughs> we're like, do you, do you guys have Netflix? Cause <laughs> I can't what? eat without it. What do you mean I get to choose from multiple options yeah, what I exactly. eat? And you'll exactly. pour a drink for me and bring it we to me. We can eat something different. Like, yeah, we can oh. each have our own meal. Yeah, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so I had a little bit of a moment where I was, like, feeling a bit like, oh, but then oh. I was like, you know what, Brittany, it's all good. Everyone's going to get there eventually. And they are <laughs> ramping up. In Germany, I'm very focused on vaccination rates right now. Before, I was really focused on uh, COVID rates of, like, mm. you know, how many people. Now I'm really zeroing in on vaccination. Vaccinate, and I have to yeah. say that Germany is ramping up like nobody's What if business. we got, Brit? Share it with the crowd. So last week I looked on the on the, <laughs> the stats and we had 22% <gasps> of the population who would have the first jab. Great. Okay? Only 5% week, of Australia has had the vaccine, but we haven't had a case in like three yeah, months. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. So everyone's like, what? We need a vaccine for what? Yeah. Um, and then, so what, so 22 or 23% last week, today I looked <gasps> and we're up to 29%. Yes! So they're just like, they're flying vaccines out. It so takes I'm two really... seconds. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like they're like, sign this? this form. Boom. Out you go. There's your vaccine. So yeah, so I'm getting pretty, pretty jacked about that. Um, anyway, Great. yeah, that's um, it. I had, I've had to remind a couple of my Australian friends because one of them who is my dear, dear friend, Jess, who I think I plugged her market stall. She basically, she runs a market stall in Sydney and it, they have like all the best sort of denim and all that sort of thing and like amazing right. items, vintage items. Um, mm-hmm. I think I must have plugged that on the podcast because then another friend of mine went to the stall, mentioned my name and the two girls got talking and <laughs> one of them had actually said like, Penny seems a little like out of character at the moment. And, um, <laughs> And I was like, can disgruntled. I just, sorry to remind you, but we've been in lockdown for going on five months and it's cold yeah. outside. So we are literally in our apartments. Like Australians yeah. just don't, don't get it they at don't all. Get it. And you have yeah. to gently remind them all the time without complaining yeah. being like five months in an apartment. Okay. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Laws, I've been rules, to like curfews. two, also like two other apartments, you know what yeah. I mean? You go to like a couple of different friends' apartments, but yeah. like that's all we've seen. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, it's kind of, I feel like I'm now at this point where I'm a bit like delusional about yeah. it. Like I think it's so funny, you know, I'm like, <laughs> uh, what is life? Work. Wonderful. So Britt and I are going to share our topic today because this is a whole banger of a topic, I reckon. Oh, I'm super excited it's to talk juicy. about this. It's juicy. Yeah. Um, do you want to give us a little backstory? Like <laughs> I little... knew you were going to make me do that. So, yes. <laughs> I prepared. Uh, prepared. Yeah. I prepared myself. So, even Great. if you're not interested in the tech scene, I think this might be an interesting topic for everyone. I'm hoping. Yeah. So, basically, what's happened in the news lately is a company called Basecamp has released a public statement saying that they're going to make some internal changes to their the way they run their business. 
Um, and it's kind of gone viral. It's gathered a lot of press attention because some of the things that they mention seem a little off base and a little strange and some of them sound okay. Um, and basically uh, websites like The Verge, which is a tech journalist journalism website, um, is going around and finding uh, employees of Basecamp to get their anonymous tips on what's going on inside. So Basecamp is like they are basically – I just want to give some background on Basecamp because I think that's super interesting. So Basecamp only has 60 employees. It's unlike any other Silicon Valley company or, sorry, uh, unlike any big tech tech company in that um, it has never taken on any venture capital. So it's fully self-funded. Um, it's run by two guys called Jason and David. And the thing that makes this the whole story interesting is that they've written no less than five books on work culture. One of them was a New York Times bestseller. They're highly outspoken about topics on about work culture, diversity, um, and basically work, ways of working, work, yeah. etc. cetera. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that they're talking about it all the time. They're tweeting about it all the time. It's a big part of their brand. And that's kind of how they have such notoriety as such a small company. Yeah, Um, exactly. And now they've come out with this uh, changes at Basecamp memo, I guess, or blog post. Um, And it's a little controversial. Yeah. That was a really excellent recap. Thank you so Um, much. I thought really long and hard about it for once. (laughs) Yeah, this was really good because I think that's the thing that maybe a lot of people who don't know Basecamp will think like, oh, it's a company with 60 employees. Who cares? cares? But actually they have a lot of pull in the tech community and they're quite famous. Yes. So actually, first of all, um, I would say like cynically, their outspokenness on work culture is a big part of their marketing strategy, right? Yes, I would say so. And second of all, David, who is one of the founders, he actually created a coding language, which is called Ruby on Rails. He actually, that he was the inventor of that. So he has some... I did not know that. Well, indeed. Yeah. His name is DHH to those in the in the know. But they're both, you know, (laughs) they're both white guys. They're both very tech. They're both like you know, so, extremely uh, entitled about their opinions in a yes, good way very, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes in a good way, yeah. So um, if we were to just summarize the, like, so I, I have it right here in front of me, the memo that went out, and it's causing a quite an uproar. Um, I'll, just, I'll just give the really basic, like, points that they made. So one of the things, well, the first thing actually on the list is no, no more societal and political discussions on our company base camp account. Um, so that one caused a bit of a shitstorm. That so we'll one's get kind of that. the one <laughs> that it everyone's kind of like, one. what? Yeah. And it's funny that they put it first. I felt like maybe they should have buried it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So we'll talk about that. Then second is no more paternalistic benefits. Um, so basically they're like, they're stopping giving people benefits for like gym memberships or food at blah, 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 or whatever. But they are giving the equivalent in cash. So they're only ch- to this year, only for this really? year's employees. Okay. That's right. what this says. I'm oh. pretty sure because I also wanted to talk about that mm-hmm. Well, uh, for this year. So paid every employee the full cash value of benefits for this year. Okay. Great. Instead of giving. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. In addition, so they did introduce a 10% profit sharing plan, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Third, no more committees. Mm -hmm. So internal or whatever. Uh, Fourth is no more lingering or dwelling on past decisions. That one was very boring. I was Mm. like, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Five is no more 360 reviews. So Mm -hmm. they're shaking up how they're giving their employee performance reviews. Um, And six, no forgetting what we're doing here. So this one was kind of about... um, I think the first line sums it up. up. They say, we make project management team communication and email software. We are not a social impact company. So basically, I think in that last point, it's like, it's not our job to be a not-for-profit or a social impact company. Our job is to make this this software, um, which is... (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's really interesting. So, I mean, for, I think Penny and I both probably feel, I mean, I know I feel like there's parts of this that I agree with, and then there are parts that I really don't. Yeah. Um, So I'm curious, what are your thoughts though? Just like, yeah. How do you feel? So I separated my thoughts into what I'm loving and what I'm not loving. Me too. So should we start with what we agree with? Yeah. Um, so I actually do like that they're, they're, uh, changing benefits into cash. Um, because I think that's, I think their, their reasoning is right there because it says, um, what, what do they say here? They say like, uh, it's not our business. What what you do with the money. Do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So there shouldn't be a benefit for a gym membership or for, I don't know what else there is. Like well, health. T- a couple of the ones they, they mentioned here are a farmer's market share, continuing education allowances, fitness benefits, right. wellness allowance. And I think like what they I think the reason that they've gotten rid of this is because it ties into their their larger mission to remove political conversations from uh, the workplace. Um, because when you think about it, a farmer's market share is a it's a politically driven decision in a way. It's not just saying, here, go get yourself some food. It's like, here's the sort of food we want you to be buying or from the... Totally. From, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's your from thoughts the little on guys. that? Um, yeah, so I think that... Well, okay, so I guess maybe I'm a little bit cynical because a part of me... A part of me... I, that's also in my thing that I agree with, um, that uh, the benefits, you know, it shouldn't be up to the company of what they give benefits for you to do or not do, right? Mm. Like it should, you shouldn't be pushing people in a certain direction. Yeah. But sometimes I feel also like there have to be, like I like the idea that my company wants me to um, be growing and be improving I think the education healthy. benefit I would I was surprised by that because that's right? actually a benefit to the company in my opinion yeah I'm really surprised and they you know they also argued like it's not of our business like you know what what you do when you're outside of work blah 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 mm. but I I just kind of feel like for me I would love to work at a company that thinks that I should continue to grow and learn mm. and you know and and if they're helping me and supporting me in that then it will actually I, I'm just worried that they're not going to they're going to draw in the wrong pe- you know what I mean like I think companies right now actually what's super interesting and and why this is so I think interesting right now is a lot of companies are actually starting to freak out because they're like how do we 
attract the right talent, the Mm. best talent, Mm. we need to actually provide a really great place to work with some benefits and with like showing that we care. Mm. And with Basecamp kind of stripping those things away, I I think it's going to be interesting for them in terms of their employee satisfaction and that kind of stuff. I also think that the reasoning why they did it was probably not coming from... I know that from from their I, that's perspective, how I feel. for sure they were like, this is for the best. But for me, I'm sorry, it just stinks of those kind of guys who are like, this we is my costs. company and I want to <laughs> yes. run it the way I want to run it. And I'm sick of people telling me what to do and I'm sick of uh, society Please. telling me what to do. Let's yeah. just make this about money and then people will have an understanding of their relationship with this company. And in yeah. some ways... I like that. No, sorry, I don't like it. But in some ways that makes sense to me because I think that we have tied way too much of our individual value to our work life. Um, And we've started saying things like, oh, my company is my family, blah, blah, blah. It's not your family. And maybe it is a good idea to start like drawing these, these hard lines in the sand, like this is work and that outside of work, that's your life. It's got nothing to do with us. But the way that it comes across is not good for me. Um. (laughs) Totally agree. And I think that's exactly what I was going to say as well, is this really, it feels like they're, they're like, like maybe a couple of employees asked for a little bit too much or something. You know what I mean? They kept getting, like, it feels like they were they they were getting annoyed and they were like, that's it, yeah. you know, we're yeah. cutting it off yeah. because this has gotten out of hand or and something. I reckon also they were having arguments about um, in the US at the moment there's an enormous conversation about diversity, equity and inclusion. So yeah. I would say that they were having a lot of conversations about the equity of those particular benefits and what should be swapped out for something else. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like I think they were probably having internal struggles around and and when they talk about the committees, no more committees, I'd say that's probably something to do with it as well. I'm reading between so many lines here because like, I've seen this all happen. Yeah. Um, what are the other things? Okay, I'm not loving any of this, by the way, but the things that don't f- that I can kind of see where they're coming from, um, mm-hmm. the one other thing is the politics stuff being moved off work platforms. Now, Mm -hmm. they're very specific about saying you can discuss this personally with anyone you like. Um, You can discuss it on your personal uh, Twitter profile, WhatsApp, whatever, but not on work Slack channels and so on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What do you think about that? I also agree that I think the work Slack channel should be reserved for work topics. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think also things can get very heated and very intense in a remote situation more than they would if you were just talking one-on-one with someone about something. Yeah. So there's a little bit of this, yeah, like just kind of protecting people from feeling like they're ousted or whatever, or their, their opinion isn't as good as the other, whatever, their Mm. other, uh, coworkers. Um, that's One a really other good thing. point about the remote, I think. You can just see, I can just visualise people going, you know when people are just like flying over their keyboards in fury? Yes. You can just see them in their home alone, bored out of their minds, just being like... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, that's that's a really big thing. Like that's why you see online people are so much like harsher with their yeah. feedback and comments and they're just mean mm. because you really forget 
that you're talking to somebody on the other side of the screen. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with that. And then one thing that I'm, I wrote this down and I'm, the thing is, so they, they said like, we're not going to, you know, like the last point was that, you know, we're not going to forget what we do here. Like we do software this, we're not going to start like standing for all of these, uh, big sort of social causes, social causes. Mm. Exactly. Like that's not our thing. So a part of me is like, okay, yes. Um, but so I've just seen, I've seen, so there are two sides to this, right? Cause I've seen the one side where a company's like, we need to stand for everything and yeah. everything that comes up in the news, they're like making posts and they're doing this stuff. And it's like, this just seems a little bit disingenuous because oh, it seems like you're just jumping on the bandwagon yeah. any chance you can, right? Just to try to like make sure, you know, whatever. And I, I know a company that does that a lot. And I just feel <laughs> like it's just, you can't, it, like it, it doesn't come across honest, right? But I definitely think that companies and, you know, brands need to stand for something, but yeah. it needs to align with their values, right? Yeah. Um you know, there's a really great example of this is it. Well, a very extreme example is like Ben and Jerry's, right? Mm -hmm. They're a company <laughs> that they're basically a political <laughs> advocate, uh, like an advocacy, whatever. Yeah. They use their platform. Sell, yeah. They, yeah, exactly. That, so they're very political as like the founders and stuff. Right. But they also have a very specific, they have specific things that they talk about and that they stand for. And they're not like running off course. They're very like liberal and they're very much talking about politics a lot. Um, you know, and I think that that's something to be respected. Like I really like that. Not that I think all companies need to be so intense as they are, but yeah. I do like that they know what they're doing. I don't like the idea that a company is just going to not stand for anything. And I think you know? that the, the thing is that Basecamp do stand for something and that is collaboration and communication and work culture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what yeah. they've always said they stand for. Um, okay. And that's what I yeah. think they'll continue to do. Um, when it comes to the politics on, on work channels, I think that basically this, this whole statement makes me laugh because it's something that reads like the two founders got really pissed off one night. They just had it up to here they got together, they wrote it down and they didn't run it past a woman, basically, you know, like I yeah. would have taken this and I would have been like, let's move that point up to here so that it doesn't look like you're an <laughs> asshole. Um, whereas currently <laughs> totally. it looks a little assholey. And it does. I understand not wanting politics on work platforms, right? Because there's this other aspect that I think is really prevalent at the moment. And I think it's that we are... I think people are getting a little depressed and a little apathetic about all of these social justice issues that are right at the, you know, everything's just simmering at boiling point. And it gets yeah. you to a point where you're like, I'm exhausted of hearing about this. I'm exhausted of, about trying to figure out what I should do. I'm exhausted mm -hmm. by figuring out where I should donate and what I should contribute to and how educated yeah. I need to be. And at the end of the day, like work maybe should be a place where you can just do the work that you're paid to do. Um, but at the same time, again, it's just not very, it's not well phrased and it's, I don't think it's coming from, 
the right place because basically they're saying we want to opt out of being political or being members of society even though we have deliberately put ourselves out there as this like really prevalent voice in the past. This is the thing I think. This is the thing and this is the thing where I think they didn't think it they they weren't seen beyond themselves yeah. at all, mm-hmm. right? So it was like they were thinking about what would be best for them. Even maybe maybe they were even thinking about what would be best for like their closest, you know, employees or teams, but they weren't thinking about what this would mean for other people who, like other people who are building companies and how that's going to impact the way that they see these kinds of issues, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're now saying this is okay. Whereas I don't know, like the way that they've said it and the way that they've done it, I don't know if it is okay, you know? And, and I mean, the one thing is, is that, you know, and then I've read a ton of, um, of just responses to this. Mm. And a lot of people make ex- like excellent points about obviously the fact that these new rules that they have now introduced are going to very much uh, um, reduce the amount of like diversity at base camp. Mm. Um, people, people of diverse backgrounds are not going to be very excited to work there probably because they, they, they need to feel like they can talk about their the issues. They need to feel in a, that they're in a safe environment where they can, you know, like participate, be themselves and participate and have a voice. And they probably won't feel that very much anymore. And, and so I, I, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And I think this no more committees rule, I just saw that and I was like, that sounds like every, no offense, but every company I've ever worked at run by two guys where they're just yes. like, we're not going to do this group think anymore. We're going to make all the decisions. And you're like, yeah. okay, I'm leaving because if you're not going to listen to me, why would I stay? What was that line that he said where it's like, this is, this, oh you know, base camp is a, pla- is a place that's always been fun for us or something. Yeah. And actually that? there's a great quote that I read in a Verge article, which I've, I've linked in the show notes. And it goes like this. There's always been this kind of unwritten rule at base camp that the company basically exists for David and Jason's enjoyment, one employee told me. At the end of the day, they are not interested in seeing things in their work timeline that make them uncomfortable or distract them from what they're interested in. And this is a combination of that. Now, I just want to say, literally, I would say that is every company I've ever worked for. I've experienced that so much as well. Okay, like, so, so like much. I have had I, literally every boss I have ever worked for say something along the lines of, this isn't fun for me anymore, so we're not going to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they'll shut yeah. down a part of the business or whatever because they just don't like doing it anymore. And that is, <laughs> it's so funny because it's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. This is your business. But then a lot of other types of people are not able to start businesses in the same way that white men are. Um, And so like, it's just, it's just, it's kind of an impossible situation. It's like, sure, we want the world to be full of companies that are just run by the, by the whims of the people who own them. But the problem is 90% of these businesses are owned by white men. So (laughs) yeah. Great point. And I mean, the thing is that, uh, like we've both experienced this, this kind of behavior and I'll, it it had, it sort of has this, like what I, okay. So what I don't agree with is if you want to live your life like that, and that's how you want your business to run, that's fine. But as soon as you introduce 
employees and you start having people dedicating their life and career to your company, yeah. that's when you can't do that anymore. Exactly. Like, I don't agree with that. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, I'm sorry. It's not about just you anymore yeah. because now you have basically, I mean, not to, what we were saying, don't call it a family, but now you kind of have a bit of a family yeah. to look after and to, to worry about. Like, that's just how it is. And also so don't it's start like, a company. Yeah. And also it's like, Britt and I obviously have quite a lot of passion about this because <laughs> at the end of the day, what they're asking people to do is just come to work and earn money. Money and do what they're told, basically. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, we know that that culture doesn't exist anymore. Like millennials are fame. Yeah. Like we famously became the first generation where it was like, we're all obsessed by purpose at work. And how yeah. we get that purpose might be to have a fucking committee. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'll never forget when an old, uh, one of my old bosses said something along the lines of, um, you know, he was kind of like talking about how he, he couldn't really understand why some managers or bosses, um, struggle to make decisions and why they, why they concern themselves so much with their employees, uh, you know, welfare opinions and, and, and welfare and happiness. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, but it's my, it's my company. So I'm just like, I'm going to make the final call. You know, yeah. it doesn't really matter what the, and I just remember being like, I need to get out of here now. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> what's happening yesterday? Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Which is horrible. It's funny because like, I think the the reason this is going viral is because it resonates with so many people. I feel like so many people will have had bosses like this who are just like, yeah. but it's our company. So why, why should we listen to you? If you want to start totally. your own company, go do that. Um, and we're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't want exactly. to, honestly, but um, yeah, it's, yeah. A, yeah. Do you think we've really ticked that fucking box, Bert? We, I think we ticked that box. I think we ticked it out of the park. From all sides. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Good Smashed it. Culture. This is like, just so everybody knows, I realize I'm grasping at straws here. I'm like, I'm going way outside and being like, this is about culture. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? But mm-hmm. like, whatever. So here's the thing. I have been a little bit obsessed with watching Jeopardy lately. Okay. Have you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm on it. Like I am a Jeopardy fan. And when you watch Jeopardy and you see the people who are in the live audience, what's actually really funny is like, it's so eclectic. It's so interesting. These, the kinds of people that love Jeopardy. Right. And, but what I do find is like, I don't think I would ever go watch Jeopardy live. That doesn't excite me. I don't find that exciting at all. I want to be on my sofa in like full-blown PJs, you know, and judging the people who don't know the answers that I know, which by the way happens quite a bit. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. I yeah. always, because I always know the really obscure, weird answers, you know what I mean? But not in an, not the intelligent ones, like the, the ones that are about food or something, you know? Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, so what I wanted to talk about is like Jeopardy is kind of this crazy, like I always thought as a kid and as a teenager, I mean, it's been on the air for I don't know, 30 years yeah. or heaps. something? Heaps of years. Um, and I always kind of thought it was like, I, you know, as a kid, I was like, oh, God, Jeopardy, you know, like it's a bunch of dorks <laughs> asking, <laughs> answering questions like how, that I don't care about, right? I don't care about the answers, you know? Um, and now I like idolize these dorks, you know? I'm like, wow, Cute. look at all of your intelligence just come into the surface. Uh-huh. Um, 
But I just, I just kind of, I, I get the whole the whole, I get it now. And I just wanted to put that out there that like, I even like, you know, there are these, um, cause on Netflix, they have like the, the kind of all-star, um, seasons mm-hmm. where somebody has won for like weeks, like, and it's like every day, right? They, mm-hmm. they keep winning and they've won like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. And you, <laughs> yeah. And you like get to know, and these are like the ultra dorks, you know what I mean? Like these Cute. are the, these are the dorks who you really want to get to know because you know, whatever. I don't know. They, but they'd be this, good at trivia, basically. Right. I mean, what's really funny is is uh, they're not all like that. Usually, they do have like really crazy jobs or something like that. But this one guy who's now become a very famous Jeopardy guy. Of course, now I just know him because I've been watching it. Um, he's <laughs> he's a bartender the now, Brit. Ba- bartender from New York, Penny. Is he sexy? Bartender from New York. Um, Would no, he give you an this- STD? <laughs> No, he's not. He's definitely not a creepy bar. Well, he's not a creepy bartender. He's more of this like, you know, those if you think about you go to like a mixologist cool bar Uh and they make you this really intricate cocktail and they always know these like weird tidbit facts that you're like, why does this person know this? And they're like kind of funny, but in a weird way where you're like, I'm not sure if I should laugh or be scared. You know, that's this guy. Um, But just a quick note. STD doesn't mean creepy. It means dead sexy. He can get away oh. with anything, right? Okay, Those are the guys that are just running around giving everyone an STD, except for me. I'm clean as a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I find, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, of course, having an STD doesn't make you creepy. But if you're running around with STDs, <laughs> having sex with people, then yes, that is creepy. Get tested and clean yourself. Clean your clean life. Your act. <laughs> anyway, so I'm just saying that if you're having a little bit of a moment where you're like, I want to watch something that's easy but kind of fun, I can participate, but I can also just be in awe. I'm just saying, give Jeopardy a chance. Okay, great. It's funny that you say that. And because- end scene. <laughs> and close. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because a friend of mine texted me the other day and then I texted her back and she was like, one sec, I'm just watching Jeopardy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you, is that a thing we're doing yeah, now? We are. And like, a, you know, a question I got right yesterday and it was really funny because it's all usually Americans every now and again, a Canadian pops on, right? As a contestant. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's always, it's really funny where you can tell where if you like, you can tell that they're American sometimes, you know, like, so there was this one question and they showed this like pastry uh-huh. and they're like, you know, a very famous pastry in, you know, Europe, blah, 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 blah. And nobody could answer the question. And you know what the answer was? A Danish? Brioche. Oh my it was, goodness. It was brioche. Like it was like, it was like a sweet, a sweet bread, blah, blah, blah for breakfast people, you know, and none of them knew it. And it was That's brioche. so cute. And it always makes me feel so good when I get something that they don't get. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> These people, they maybe they are smart, but they're not street smart like me. I uh, I played trivia with a couple of friends, including my boy, boyfriend, the other day. It was a legal, a legal gathering, not an illegal gathering. But um, <laughs> I was so good that it wasn't fun for anyone else because I know all the movie stars and I know all yeah. the, I know about Oscars and stuff. And I, do, I'm telling you, Britt, I don't care. I don't know how I came across this information. I don't know how I know that Kate Beckinsale starred in all three of that vampire movie. I don't know how, you know, like Titanic won a certain amount of Oscars. I just don't know. But But it's it's just there. there. It's right there. It's all up there. Um, Side note, 
one of my favorite activities, and this is mm-hmm. this is like where you're going to start to get to know Penny Blackmore. One of my favorite activities is when you're watching a movie and there's like a really beautiful girl and you're like, oh gosh, she's so pretty. And then you go to the bathroom and you're like, oh, and I'm so, I'm so this. But then you go onto your phone and you look up first name, last name, before. (laughs) No joke. And then if you have to keep going, before surgery. You have to put the word if surgery in there. You have to put the word you surgery in. in there. And I'm telling you, that will make That's... you feel a hundred percent better. Because the thing is, 90% of these people were good looking before, but in like a really normal way. So a perfect example yeah. is Zoe Kravitz. Perfectly cute girl, right? But what they do is they do all these like little sucks, little these nips, little, lifts, little tucks, little, little push up here, little slim down the nose there and then she goes from cute normal girl to like holy shit look at her face is she even real so this is the thing seriously if you want to make yourself feel better isn't it i mean yes the case but also uh, i mean sad for the i mean if we're feeling like that like i mean i mean i've talked about this so much but think about how there's the young young ones ones, you know the young girls that don't understand that yet you know nightmare Anyway. Anyway. Culture. Am I right? Culture. So uh, (laughs) I've got three possible topics here. And given how much we talked about death on our last episode, I feel like I might save that topic for next week or even the week after. We covered death. We're good. We really ticked that box. Um, But basically I wanted to talk about... A, um, we, uh, at my birthday at one point, I was like posing hypotheticals to people and doing my conversation starters as usual, because life is so mm-hmm. boring. Um, and one of them was, uh, what is, what are a couple of like life lessons that you've learned during the pandemic? Um, because I feel like I had two major epiphanies during the pandemic that of course don't sound that exciting, but they are life lessons tend to be boring, but good. So I thought Mm -hmm. I'd share those with you um, and then riff on the second one. So basically the first one was just that the best bits of life are like way simpler than I thought and that we just don't need nearly as much as we thought we did. You know how you're like... What a great lesson. Really. I mean, like I was like, oh, well, I just simply don't know what I'll do without my 90 euro scented candle. Turns out... (laughs) You definitely don't need a 90 euro scented candle. In 100%. fact, you're probably much yeah. better off without it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love that Penny actually used to buy 90 euro candles. Okay, listen, like, not all the time, but, but it was on but the like list. Once or twice. List. It's so crazy to me. And I will I mean, just because it is a I mean, it, anyways, it's ridiculous. Doesn't matter. But I will say they are genuinely better than regular candles. But I you mean, know of what? course they are. Yeah. Just don't buy scented candles at all. Forget it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the second one was that like slow, uh, slowness in life and not being fast to make decisions or fast to make moves or fast to like change your life or whatever. Mm-hmm. That the fastness is very much rewarded socially. And I feel like we talk about it a lot in society, like, oh, just like, yeah. just do it. Just start that business. Just write that book. Just do that thing. And I actually think that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, go ahead. If you're ready, go ahead and do whatever you got to do. But like, 
I'm glad that, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a slow mover in some ways. Like I think about things for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I decide, no, I don't want to do that thing. And, yeah. or, and then I'm glad about it. So I just feel like yeah. slow is not necessarily less good. Um, and it can create higher quality results. So yeah. Couldn't agree more. That's Couldn't my, agree more. That's my TED talk. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I go back and forth between this because sometimes I'm like, like being, but the thing is, I think what we need to make a different, like just differentiate between moving slowly and then like procrastinating and not doing it because you're nervous or scared or whatever. Right. So there are, those are two very different things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I am a big fan also of moving slowly, being thoughtful. That's it. Yeah. And I think I had confused move it like being thoughtful with actually being lazy um because for example like I'm trying to write this book and it takes me like months sometimes to come up with what I'm going to do in the next chapter and it's Mm -hmm. like and I read this Hemingway quote that said I spend 90% of my time thinking and 10% writing and I was like oh fuck so do I like I don't just and you know the mantra is write every day turns out not every writer writes every day um so I just want to like challenge that culture of speed and like aggressive reckless uh throw yourself into it ism (laughs) totally Um, go ahead and think on it if you feel like it fucking hell like what's the hurry (laughs) yeah 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 or talk about hurry it, the fuck think up. about depends. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It depends. Yeah. Lifestyle. My, my lifestyle is my lifestyle topic is really just a comment, a quick sort of um, realization that I had. And it ties very well into your last uh, life lesson. Well, don't you, that you just, just love shared. that? I love that love it. a lot. Um, and basically the, the, the thing is, um, I had a thought this morning where I was kind of like, okay, I need to kind of like get my, get it together here a little bit, you know, like, what am I doing? I don't really, I, I feel like I, cause there's right now in my life, there's a lot of things that are like out, not, not out of control, but that are like shifting, yeah. let's say. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, stuff's happening. And I'm a little bit like, Ooh, do I know what I'm doing here? You know, like I need to, I need to feel like I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then I had this moment where I was like, oh, wait a second. Literally nobody knows what they're doing. And I think that's like a nice thing <laughs> so to true. like, right? Like nobody actually really truly 100% knows what they're doing. Mm. And if they say they do, they're lying. I swear. I mean, I'm, I'm standing behind that <laughs> comment because I think that at least the people who I like respect and look up to and the people who I want to have around in my life, I like the fact that everybody's kind of muddling kind around, of winging it. Yeah. We're just figuring it out. That's life, you know? So I had that moment where I was like, it's all good, Brit. Like, it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's okay not to know. Um, and just to kind of figure it out as you go. Cause that's kind of, I mean, that's how I kind of want to live my life. I think in general. Exactly. So just a little reminder in case that resonates with anybody Love else. that. And I think I agree. And I think that the pandemic has allowed us all to forget, you know, how people are like, Oh, so how are you going? What's up next? And you're like, yeah. Oh, um, well, I was, I was going to make myself a frozen pizza for dinner and then um, and they're like, no, bigger picture. And you're like, oh, um, 
<laughs> well, and then I just would start making things up. I'm like, well, I plan yeah. to be in the 40 under 40 for sure. Now that I've missed yeah. the 30 under 30, going straight. For sure. I don't know what the topic is going to be, but I'm hoping to save the world. Um, maybe so cute. You know, do a TED talk, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I but, totally agree. By the way, can I just throw in that the amount of friggin' DMs on Instagram that I get asking me if I want to pay to be in some 30 or oh, I'm not I'm, I'm not 30, <gasps> under 30 40 under 40 list or really top, you know entrepreneurs entrepreneurs to watch oh my god I get daily oh my god that's so, so interesting because actually a friend of mine said the same thing recently she was yeah. like do you know how easy it is to get us to write in Forbes Oh, yeah. Like it's like people put their LinkedIn profiles up and they're like, but there's no, actually this is depressing, but there's no integrity in anything anymore. That's why when my customers are like, should we put testimonials on our website? I'm like, forget it. Everybody knows that like I fucking used to write those testimonials and send them to my clients and I'd be like, are you happy with this? Can I put your name on the bottom? And they're like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's, yeah. So you just got to meet people and and. No. <laughs> so on your last note, though, about like what's going on and, you know, being asked like what's next. Uh-huh. One of my favorite, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. At least I've definitely told exactly you this. But one of my favorite, say. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite comedians has this joke about how, about this exact topic. This is Maria Bamford. I talk about her all the time. But she has this really funny joke where she's like, I'm just going to start telling people that I'm done. Yeah. Right. Like, so whenever people are like, so what's next, what's going on? What's happening? What's next for you? Like what's, what's, what's in the, on the back burner. She's just going to be like, oh, I'm finished actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and then she says, and then she's like, I finished early. <laughs> she's like, I'm done. I just love that so much. I love it too. It's, like, it's perfect. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Although the truth Take is it. I'm not done, Brit. You want to know what my lifestyle topic is? Yeah, tell me. So, guys, I don't mean to brag, but as I got millions of birthday presents, one of them had to be good. Luckily, two were good. One of them, Brittany got me this blanket that I'm just obsessed with. I just walk around in my house wearing it like a cape. Um, (laughs) I'm like, look at my fancy tweed blanket. Only a a real, only a friend, like a real... (laughs) penny friend would know that a tweed like a kind of like a, um, it's like a wool like it's not even super soft you know what I mean? it like, looks like but it I would be knew. at home on a scottish highland yes totally that's where yeah. i want to be that's where i want to pretend <laughs> to be but then the yeah. other present i got was from my lovely boyfriend jed who got me the collins bird guide it's the complete <laughs> guide to the most complete guides to the birds of Britain and Europe. It's really heavy and it's so fucking good. And he got me binoculars so that I can complete my lifelong ambition of becoming a bird watcher. And I'm not joking. Or a bird lady, let's be honest. Yeah, I was already halfway (laughs) there. I was on a work call the other day and I just whipped my binoculars off uh, on and like ran out onto the balcony to see if I could see a specific bird. And all my neighbours are probably like, are you looking into my apartment with binoculars? Yeah. And I'm like, don't oh think God. yourself so special. I'm looking at that uh, fan-tailed wispy wasp over there. <laughs> 
so excited to learn more about birds uh, through you, Penny. Oh, it's exciting prepare times. Prepare yourself because I, okay, so my ambition bird-wise is I want to see some owls. I want to see some hawks. I want to see some blue jays and like cute, I like the cute little guys with lots of colors. Yeah, And then do little dances and stuff. Love those. Yeah. It's raining all weekend, so I don't know if I can go birding this weekend. I also think I might need to birding. adjust some of my <laughs> techniques. So, for example, I'm pretty sure if, I, if I'm chatting at my current uh, length and volume and level, I'm going to scare the birds away, right? That's exactly right. Yes, you will. A hundred percent. So yeah. So I'm gonna be a bird watcher. Or maybe so they'll excited. be like, maybe they'll be maybe it'll be the opposite. Maybe they'll be like our master, you know, and they'll like flock to you because you'll be like quack quack. Yeah, they're you know? like, we hear squawking. And they just yeah. flock to me and I'm just wearing them all over my arms like the lady yeah. in home alone too. That's a squawk we can get on board with. Yeah. They're all Do you know what's oh, funny? I, I realized I I like birds through you and Dee because we were in San Francisco and we were walking out of Whole Foods with like a bounty of fucking overpriced food. And I saw a bird on the street and I was like, wow, I've never seen one like that before. That's interesting. And Dee and Britt just looked at each other and they're like, Penny, that's like a fucking brown city bird. You know, there's <laughs> literally nothing special about that bird. And I'm like, but I've never seen one like that before. And they're just like, uh-huh. And so yeah. then I realised I might have a thing for birds. And, in fact, I do. So you do, yeah. If you want to see some pictures Bonafide of me with binoculars lady. on, just wait till me and Brit, Brit's next hang. I'll be wearing them around my, my neck. Oh, my God, Brit will amazing. take pictures of me because she loves it when I'm a derp. And I have mm-hmm. a feeling that might be prime derp content. Definitely. And I'll probably write very, about very it good. in my newsletter, which you should absolutely subscribe to. All right, let's wrap it up, Penny. Yeah. I think this is, we we really talked quite a bit in this episode, but we had lots to talk about. Well, I think it makes up for the fact that we just, you know, we did skip one episode. And we got drunk we instead. We drank four yes. bottles of wine instead of doing this podcast. And I had the hangover that would oh not my quit God. the next day. Oh, my God. Well, I, yeah, it was it was aggressive. It was really aggressive. The, we did start at like 4 p.m. But even so, we actually didn't go late. Like, I think you left here at 1030 or something. I don't really <laughs> remember going home. And I do remember getting oh no. home and this friend of my boyfriend's was at our house and I don't exactly remember this, but I got told the next day that this guy was like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend broke up with me. And I was like, good, good. It's for the best. Like I barely (laughs) know this guy, but I do remember Jed just looking at me and then looking at his friend and being like, She's drunk, by the way. She's extremely drunk. Yeah, she doesn't drunk. mean that. She does. she will not remember this tomorrow. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so funny. That was fun. Anyway. Let's do that again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll do that again real soon. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And hope you enjoyed that little fun-filled drunk story to wrap things up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's... You know, it's, why not? Don't right? be a dick unless you're drunk. <laughs> then you that's, can say whatever you want. That's pretty much want. the rule. That's the rule right there. Yeah. All right. Thanks so Bye much, everybody. guys. Bye. I don't know why I waved at you.